Grace and peace to you this morning. Thank you, uh, Bobby, for reading that parable for us this morning, and welcome to you. What better way to start off the new year than to be here and to worship God and be gathered with the saints. We're so glad that you're with us this morning, especially if you're a visitor. Uh, We want to take a moment before we uh, begin and offer up a prayer for our dear sister, LaVon. She's a Uh, nearly always with us every Sunday morning, sitting right there in that pew, and she's uh, unable to be with us this morning because she's in the hospital in Houston. And So let's just take a moment and uh, think about her and and remember her in prayer. Father God, uh, we uh, thank you for this day. We thank you for this time that we're able to gather together and to worship you and to praise you and to bring you glory. We're especially mindful this morning of our sister, LaVon, who is unable to be with us. And we uh, pray for her. We pray for the doctors and the nurses who are caring for her. And we pray that she will be healed and that she will be able to be with us, uh, back with us as soon as possible. Um, We pray that uh, uh, she is comforted at this time and uh, not in much pain at all. Uh, Please be with her and be with us as we strive to uh, minister to her. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you have your Bible with you this morning, you might be opening it to Ephesians chapter 5. If not, we'll have uh, the verses on the screen. But I want to talk a little bit about time. Have you ever known someone who works better under time constraints? These are people who need a deadline. And once they have that deadline, once, once they can feel that pressure, they're off to the races. You might be one of those people. A lot of people are. Uh, Maybe you put stuff off until that that deadline approaches and then you get busy and you get everything accomplished just in the nick of time. You know, I I saw this a lot in college. At the beginning of the semester, the professor would come to you and, and hand out a syllabus. And in that syllabus, it contained everything about the class. It told you what all the assignments were and it told you when they were due. You knew when the tests were going to be, and you knew when you had to turn in your papers. And there were times when when a professor might assign something like a a 10-page research paper, and it would be due at the very end of the semester. So this meant that you had the entire semester to come up with a topic, to do your research, and to write your paper. And of course, there was always some students who would wait until the week that the paper was due to start the project. They needed that deadline to get motivated. Every April 15th, there are some post offices who stay open late. Some of them stay up until midnight because there are lots of people who wait until the last minute to file their taxes. They rush to get it done, then they rush to get it postmarked before midnight so they do not incur a late fee. And it doesn't matter if they had months and months to prepare their taxes and file them, they didn't start until they felt the pressure of time creeping up on them. You know, time is something that we only have so much of. And we understand this when we have a paper due or when we have to file our taxes, or or, or something like that. But how often do we think about time in the grand scheme of things? How often do we consider 
that we only have so much time with our parents or so much time with our spouse or so much time with our kids? How often do we contemplate that we only have so much time on this earth? That we only have so much time to serve God right now and to make a difference in the lives of others. And this is exactly what the Apostle Paul wants us to consider in Ephesians 5, verses 15 and 16. He tells us, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. And I want us to take a moment to consider what Paul is saying in this one sentence because I believe it's very important. It is about how we're going to live each day of 2019. It's about the daily choices we will make this year and the next year and the year after it. Look carefully then how you walk. You might be old enough to remember the Monty Python skit, The Ministry of Silly Walks. And, and in that skit, John Cleese played a government official who used grants to develop silly walks. And it was brilliant and hilarious. But when Paul talks about how we walk, he's not concerned with how we move up and down a hallway. Walk here is a metaphor for life. And so Paul is saying... Pay attention to how you live. Socrates famously said, the unexamined life is not worth living. And Paul is expressing the same sentiment. Consider your life. Consider the choices that you are making. Are you on the right path or are you on the wrong path? Because if you're not on the right path, there's still time to make some changes. He goes on to say, not as unwise, but as wise. And so the the life you're living should be based on wise counsel. You should be making wise decisions, not unwise ones. Well, what are wise decisions? Well, if you you go on and read in Ephesians chapter 5, you'll come to verse 17, and we're told what it is to be wise. Paul says, therefore, do not be foolish, which is the opposite of wisdom, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And so following God's will, that's being wise. Rejecting God's will or living other ways contrary to God's will, that's foolish. And so how do we know God's will? Well, the easiest way is to read the Bible. In Scripture, we're going to find advice for how to live, We're going to find advice for how to interact with others. We're going to find advice for what to do with our money, how we should talk, and and on and on and on. There is wisdom in the Bible. But, But too often, people neglect this wisdom that God freely offers. You know, they they decide, well, I'm just going to do life on my own. Or, you know what, I think I'll just listen to this latest self-help guru who's on TV. Netflix gets more weekly views than the Word of God. And then people wonder, well, why is it that my life's all messed up? Well, it's because we need to be wise about life and not foolish. 
making the best use of the time. And so how do we live wisely? How do we live the life that we're supposed to live? Well, one way is by making the best use of our time. Our entire life is comprised of millions and millions of smaller moments. And so if we're going to live wisely, we must do a good job of making the right daily decisions. If you want to change your life for the better, don't spend all your time dwelling on the past, looking backwards, or spend a whole lot of time contemplating the future. Think about the decisions you're going to make today. Think about the decisions or the choices that you're going to make tomorrow. This is where life happens. And then Paul says, because the days are evil. So the decisions that we make in these moments, they're either good or they're bad. The decisions that we make are either drawing us closer to God or they're drawing us further away from Him. Some versions of the Bible say, uh, redeeming the time because the days are evil. We live in a world where evil is alive and well. And we battle against evil by making good daily decisions that bring an element of light into the world. And so uh, we bring light into a dark world. We redeem what is lost or what is broken. Basically what Paul's saying here is that our daily choices, that's spiritual warfare. We are fighting against Satan by choosing to live for God, by choosing good over evil. We all have a limited amount of time on this earth. And how we use our time now determines how we will spend eternity. How we use our time now determines how we will spend eternity. The choices that we make matter. They matter for our own life. They matter for our family. And they will matter one day when we stand before God. And so we must make the best use of our time. And we do this by putting God first. Jesus tells us in the Sermon on the Mount, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. When we begin to make decisions, one question that we should always ask ourselves is, am I putting God first? Not, am I putting my family first, or am I putting my job first, or am I putting myself first, but am I putting God first? Because here's the thing. If you think your family should take precedence over God then you're not really putting your family first because the best thing that you can do for your family is to put God first. The best thing that you can do for your children is to let them see you make decisions where you choose God over other things. And God needs to be first in our lives. Time is a precious thing because once it's gone, we can never get it back. Think about yesterday. Yesterday you were given 24 hours. And you made decisions about what to do with that 24 hours. And now it's gone. You cannot get that 24 hours back. 
This means that time is one of the most valuable things we have. It's more valuable for, than money. We can get more money, but we can't get more time. And some of us want to guard our time, but we need to understand that time is a gift from God. Every minute, every second that we have, God has given us this time, and He expects us to use it wisely, not to waste it. And so we cannot be stingy with our time, nor can we just give it away, nor can we just waste it. We need to take that time and we need to use it on things that matter. We should use it to glorify God. In Matthew 25, the parable that Bobby read for us this morning, we, we find this story about um, a, a man who gives uh, different talents to people. And in this parable, we learn that God is going to hold us accountable for the things that he has given us. And this means that we'll be held accountable for what we do with our time. And because of this, we should be diligent about how we choose to spend it. And it's important that we take Paul's advice and pay attention to how we are living. Because we want to be on God's side. We want to be using our time for good. We want to redeem what is evil by being a light in this dark world. And so being the first of the year, now is a good time to consider how it is that you spend your time. And I want to go over some things that we can do to make sure that we're using our time as we should be using it. We need to be making decisions where we put God first. And it's really that simple. If we cannot say that we're putting God first with the decisions that we're making, then we need to, to reconsider what it is that we're doing. If you want to turn your life around, then start by putting God first because nothing else really matters until we determine that, that, that God is going to be the focus of whatever it is that we choose to do. He comes first, and that's just the way it's going to be. Next, we need to consider our habits. And so human, as human beings, we're all creatures of habit, and, and we get into routines, and then those routines are hard to break. Some of the habits that we have are good habits. Others are bad habits. And if we're going to make the best use of our time, then we need to quit the bad habits, and we need to replace them with good habits. And so, for instance, if you spend four hours a day watching TV and 15 minutes reading your Bible, then you need to think about you know, what kind of habits you've created. Habits that are good are things like praying or reading your Bible or spending time with your family or helping others or giving or volunteering or you know, things like that. In Ephesians 4.28, Paul writes, If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead... Use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need. And so most of us have a routine of getting up and going to work. That's a very good habit. You know, we're providing for our family as God says that we should do. But God also says that we should take some of that money that we've earned and that we should give it to others in need. And so it would be good to develop a regular habit 
of giving back to others. Another thing that is helpful is to make a time budget, to, to, to manage the time that we have. So figure out what it is you're using your time on. And then budget your time so that you're using it on things that really matter. You know, often we don't realize how much time we're giving to certain tasks until we actually measure it. Apple just began allowing you to track the time that you spend on your phone. And when people do that, a lot of them are amazed to discover how much screen time they have had at the end of the week. They don't realize they're spending that much time on their phone. One study suggested that if people took the time they spent on their phones and used it to read, a person could read 200 books in one year. We don't realize how much time we're spending watching TV or playing games or checking Facebook or any of that. And once we measure that time, we can then come up with a budget where we use our time on more productive activities. We, we use it to do something good, to glorify God. And so changing how we use our time is not easy. You know, most of us have been doing the same, doing things the same way for years and years. And we're not going to change that overnight. It's going to take determination and persistence to get where we want to be. But we can do it. Time is not neutral. Paul says in Ephesians 5, the days are evil. But he also tells us there that we are to redeem the times. And so we can take control of our schedules. We can use the time that God has given us. We can use it to bless others and we can use it to glorify God. And the time to do this is now. Don't wait until tomorrow. Don't put it off until next week or next month. Make a decision today to make better use of your time so that you can be at peace knowing that you have wisely used the time that God has blessed you with. Let's pray. Father, uh, we come to you today and we thank you for uh, this opportunity to come together as the body of Christ and to dwell upon you and to praise you and to glorify you. And as we begin a new year, we pray that you'll be with us. We pray that you'll help us to make better decisions, that we will glorify you in everything that that we do. Father, be with us as we think about the time that we've been given. And may we not waste our time. May we not be stingy with our time, but may we Use it to bless others and to love you and to glorify you. That's what we want to do, Father. We want to make wise decisions each day that we're here on this earth. And we're so thankful for Jesus who came to this earth and and taught us just how to do that. May we focus on him more this year and grow closer to him and become more like him. We're so thankful for what he's done for us, the life that he's lived, and the sacrifice that he's made. We pray this in his name. Amen.